At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Streaming live sports byline, YouTube, Twitch, and it is Monday on this show, and you know what that means. we got a lot to talk about here today. Very, very busy weekend, and a lot of things coming up, particularly on today's show. Yesterday was NXT War Games. What did you think of this show? It had the good and the bad and the ugly. It was not a traditional takeover, but you know what? They didn't call it takeover. So if you're a fan of the NXT talent and WWE main roster shows, have I got the show for you. I'll give you the results of that show here today. Also, an update on Jeff Hardy. Very strange situation where Jeff Hardy was wrestling a match, and then he just left in the middle of the match. And he has since been sent home. We'll give you more details on that. We've got updates on Johnny Gargano, whose schedule or his uh, contract has expired. And it's a very interesting story we'll talk about here. Shibata's got a big announcement Jerry Lawler has re-signed with WWE. FTR is going to be facing the Rock and Roll Express coming up. I hope they do better than myself and filthy Tom Lawler did. And in the final segment of this show, I'm very happy today to be joined by Jonah, the former Bronson Reed in NXT, is going to be joining us on the show today. I just watched him 30 minutes ago absolutely murder this poor bloke on New Japan Strong. So we'll talk to him about New Japan and and whatever we want to get into today because there's a lot to talk about. That's coming up in the final segment of the show. So a lot to get into. If you would like to text us here today, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email. And at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Back in just a moment, the Mike Semper VV. Stick around, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. Bye, 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 bye. 
on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sembravivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com, is noted in the opening segment. Jonah will be joining us on the program today, the former Brunson Reed. We'll be talking to him about a lot of different things. And yes, tomorrow is the big day, uh, barring some whatever, because you never know what's going to happen on Observer Live. But uh, Mike Sembravivi will be co-hosting with Oreo the Orca. And we an will be interviewing Dan Housen. That is uh, tomorrow. You're on Wrestling Observer Live. So get ready for that. That should be exciting. I don't know what I'm more excited for. To see you in that outfit and to talk to Oreo face-to-face or Dan Housen. I wear no outfit. The whale is showing up. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Does this mean we are going to get wrestling perspective and a raw report from the view of Oreo the Orca? I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to be there, so I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll find out tomorrow now, won't we? Now let's get to some important news here because this actually is a somewhat concerning story here. And we don't have a lot of details. Jeff Hardy was reportedly sent home following a match that took place over the weekend at a WWE house show. PW Insider reported tonight Jeff Hardy was sent home from the road, did not appear tonight's house show in Corpus Christi, Texas. On Saturday, he was teaming with Xavier Woods and Drew McIntyre against the Bloodline, Roman Reigns and the Usos, at an event in Edinburgh, Texas. He spent most of the match in the ring and was said to be more sluggish as the match continued. He reportedly made a hot tag to McIntyre and then walked out through the crowd followed by security, and did not return to the ring after Woods and McIntyre won. Rey Mysterio replaced Hardy in the match on tonight's show. Hardy last wrestled on television November 26th on SmackDown, last person eliminated in a battle royal to determine the next number one contender for the WWE Universal title. He was dumped to the floor by Sami Zayn, who ended up losing his championship match on this week's SmackDown. So... I don't really have a lot to add. This this happened. Uh, it was not a work. And I know there are people that are concerned for Jeff Hardy. And obviously, a lot of people don't have any idea what's going on. And I don't know what's going on. But obviously, Jeff Hardy has had many, many issues in the past. Hopefully, it is not that. I don't know what's going on. But obviously, we want to wish the best to Jeff Hardy. And hopefully, whatever the situation was... It is resolved quickly, but that is one, that's a weird one. Like walking out in the middle of the match, not before or after the show, not no-showing, doing the whole match, making a hot tag, and leaving. So I hope everything is all right there. I don't know if it's leaving as much as leaving through the crowd. You know, if something just clicked and you got sluggish as the match, whatever happened as the match went on, you know, to to bail out of the ring and to go to the back or, you know, okay, that makes some sense. For him to go through the crowd, that's where it's obviously leading, I think, more to what is really going on here, but... The best to him. That's bottom line is hopefully he is healthy and whatever happened, hopefully it's, uh, again, fixes itself quickly. Well, I don't want to say hopefully it's a concussion because I never want to see anybody get a concussion. But if he were doing a match and suffered a concussion, made a hot tag and just left and didn't even know which way he was going, I mean, at least a a concussion, you know, ultimately that's going to heal. Everything's going to be all right. So... I don't want to talk any more about it because we don't know anything yeah. more about it. But yeah, it was that's very the thing, weird. yeah. 
dehydration. There's so many things that could that it could be, but everybody, because of what's happened in the past, always looks to the worst. So hopefully, there is no worst to this, and everything is fixed quickly. So uh, we'll talk about war games in a moment, but uh, Johnny Gargano will address his future on this Tuesday's edition of NXT. So if you didn't watch War Games last night, I don't know what's going on with Johnny Gargano, okay? Let me repeat that. I don't know what's going on with Johnny Gargano. But I'm getting this feeling that he's staying with WWE. I could be a thousand percent wrong, okay? But Johnny Gargano's contract expired, and he signed a short-term deal, which, and I could be wrong about this, but to my understanding, it was through the pay-per-view, which means his contract should be expired right now. Perhaps he actually signed through television, all right? That could be what happened. But I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but uh, there have been a lot of people that have been fired, released from WWE over the past... uh, a couple of years now, and, uh, you know, a lot of them don't get a send-off. And they were, they did the show, and it was literally part of the storyline that this might be the end for Johnny Gargano. And him and Ciampa were talking about it. This could be the end. Let's do this one more time. They were doing DIY spots during the match. The fans were chanting, thank you, Johnny. Now it turns out he's coming back on Tuesday to address his future. And if WWE were thinking, this guy's out of here, he's going to AEW, this is not in their wheelhouse. So uh, it's possible that he is not leaving immediately. It is possible he's re-signed another deal. It's possible he's coming back to WWE. I mean, they certainly, one way or the other, they're not letting him on TV Tuesday if he's not under contract. It's just not happening. So I guess we'll find out, but uh, all of this here is, uh, I guess his extension expires on uh, Friday. So he is under contract uh, for Tuesday's show. But uh, it is him coming on television to address his future. That to me is is a, uh, makes me think he might be staying. But we'll see. We'll see what he says on Tuesday. Yeah, I think so, too, and I'd be interested to know what Candice LeRae's contract status is because if he wants to take this down to basically being a coach, and I think, you know, look, there's value in having Johnny Gargano there. He's been wrestling since he was, what, 16 years old or whatever it is. The guy's been around forever. You know, he and Ciampa, if they are looking at them and going, or Triple H, again, look, it's not like Triple H is dead here. I know people want him to leave and start his own company or whatever nonsense people think Triple H is going to do, but he's still there. And he is two. Those are two guys that he really, those two in Samoa Joe, he's obviously got an affinity for, and there's plenty of other guys there. You're Steve Carino's, you're, you know, plenty of guys where they could assimilate in nicely into the system. Now, could they be fired at any time like everybody else? Yeah, sure. But maybe they look at the landscape right now. They see what's going on with AEW, and they go, uh, hey, that's going to be there. <laughs> look, AEW is going nowhere. So maybe we go ahead and continue to ride this thing out because we are happy here, and my wife is under contract, and whatever. I just I can see him not being a regular character in NXT if he does stick around because 
I don't know how much that body has, and I think that's the same way with Ciampa, too. At some point, we're going to see that torch pass to Braun Breaker, and I don't think he's going to have a foot out of the company. I think he's going to be there, too. Dude, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. There was a fella. His name was Daniel Bryan, and uh, his deal was coming due, and he loved WWE, and he was very torn about whether to stay or go, and they very much wanted him to stay. And they even attempted to make a deal with New Japan so that Brian Danielson could go work New Japan while working for WWE. I mean, they really wanted this guy to stay, and he really loved working there. And you remember his last appearance? It was not there to address his future. It was not there to say goodbye and thank you. It was being choked out in the middle of the ring by Roman Reigns and left for dead. So... We'll see what happens with Gargano. But, yes, his deal expires Friday, so we'll see what he says on it Tuesday. We've got a couple of other quick notes here. Jerry Lawler has re-signed a new deal with WWE. So, for what? I don't know. He's not really doing commentary, but... Pre-shows. Yeah, I guess he is doing pre-shows. Yeah. All right, well, he's re-signed for more pre-shows, so you can look forward <laughs> to that. You see, I don't watch the pre-shows. You're Maybe I right. should as part of my job. No. But you know, there's a lot of things i got to do as part of my job, and watching the pre-shows does not fall into those categories. Back in a moment with War Games. Observer Live. Meantime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sabravivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Jonah joining us after the break. But first off, you guys watched this War Games show last night? I sure did. And uh, it's NXT 2.0. So if you were watching this expecting a takeover, you didn't get it. If you were expecting this watching a main roster, expecting to see like a main roster show with NXT talent, which is a mix of great wrestlers and green wrestlers, like nobody in between. Maybe Joe Gacy would be actually right in between. But uh, that's what we got here. And there was good, and there was bad, and uh, there was ugly. 
horrible booking on this show. So the opener was the Women's War Games match, and as we have noted, they gave the babyfaces the woman advantage. It never works. They always try. It always fails. And once again, it failed. So the babyfaces were Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Raquel Gonzalez. The heels were Dakota Kai, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. And, of course, every time it was a two-on-one, three-on-two with the babyfaces, the fans are cheering the heels, and they're chanting their names, and they're popping when they come in to make the save because they're outnumbered. Poor Cora Jade tried to skate to her entrance, and she fell off her skateboard, and everyone chanted, you can't skate. You, you could not have booked a worse match for babyfaces. Cora Jade did a dive off the cage, sold it like she had injured her shoulder, and then she sold it for the rest of the match. She did a good job selling. I, I probably would have fallen for it had they not done the spot where Io Shirai tried to pop it back into the socket. Uh, but uh, she sold and sold. And then finally at the end they did the big spot where everybody does all of these moves and uh, everyone is dead. And uh, Cora Jade looks around, and there's there's a body there. And according to the announcer, she's wise beyond her years to think, I'll make a cover. And she makes a cover, and she wins. At which point, she's shocked. I can't believe I won a wrestling match. This was not good. This was not going to match at all. I was, I, was, I was pleased that they actually let Cora Jade get the pin. Because they have been talking about pushing younger people, but they screw it up every time. So amazingly, I thought, man, they're going to give her everything and make her hurt and have her do the big comeback and then pin her. They didn't! She won! So that was good. Yeah, but she gets the pin in the way that they try to get baby faces over and miserably fail right from Jump Street where you gave the baby faces an advantage in the crowd because of how they feel towards toxic attraction anyway decides to heckle her as she falls off the skateboard. And it, the one thing that I wish would go out of wrestling altogether, because it happens in AEW and everywhere else too, but it is most obnoxious in WWE, the shocked face. Because not only did Cora not believe that she was going to be able to get the pin, she couldn't believe that everybody was dead and laid out around her before she slowly crawled over to look around dramatically and then get the pin. And then have the shocked face that she got the pin. It's just, this is how they try to get people over. This is why they don't get over. And then they go, well, Cora Jade didn't get over. Why aren't people behind her? Eh, cut her. She's no good. Doesn't make any sense, but this is what they do. Then we had the, this actually was a great match. If you go into the match and you presume that Imperium are the baby faces and Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner are the heels. It was Imperium versus Riley and uh, Wagner for the tag team titles, and uh, this match was great. And Marcel Bartel in particular. Oh, Fabian Eichner, I'm sorry. They both were great, but Fabian Eichner was absolutely fantastic in this match. And they're doing all these baby face spots, these dives, these power moves. The crowd's going crazy for them. And uh, finally they, they pin Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, afterwards... I mean, it was bizarre. Kyle is standing in the ring, and they start chanting, Thank you, Kyle. Because you see these NXT fans, they just presume everyone's leaving. 
It's like they got no hope. They don't go, Kyle, please stay or whatever the chant is. They're like, thank you. We know you're please leaving. Don't go. <laughs> so this guy's standing there, and uh, Von Wagner tries to turn on him. So Kyle beats him up, and then they announce it's going to be a cage match on Tuesday. So I don't know if Kyle is leaving or not. Okay, but let's presume that he is. Okay. If he's leaving, he's going to, like, New Japan or AEW or whatever. So if that's the presumption, if we're presuming that he's leaving, shouldn't he turn on Von Wagner and Kyle is the heel and babyface Von Wagner runs him out of the territory? Instead, Kyle is the babyface? Well, and so here's... we're going we're gonna to give him sympathy on the way out to go to another company? Yeah, but 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 now he's already turned on somebody who's beloved. So why not? You know, to me, Von Wagner looks like a heel. You know what I'm saying? And I would present him as such. So to do that and then leave him in a uh, obviously not a pile of his own blood, but leave him laid out in the middle of the ring in the cage. I I do get that, but then it's okay. Now who are you going to work with with Von Wagner? Is it going to be Cameron Grimes? You're going to have to put him with somebody who can really help this guy out a lot. And yeah, the one thing you can say about him is he didn't get in the way in this match, and Eichner and Bartel were awesome. Then we had Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson, and a 10-minute match, first five minutes, nobody cared, just a dead crowd. And then uh, second five minutes, Cameron Grimes is so good that he got the people into the match. And uh, to their credit... Cameron Grimes is the babyface, and he was cheered as the babyface. And Duke Hudson was the heel, and he was cheered as a heel. And I want to make it abundantly clear, this was not the crowd going into business for themselves. This was the crowd reacting the way that they should have reacted to every single one of these matches. Thankfully, Cameron Grimes knows how to work as a babyface, and he put over Duke Hudson as a heel, and so everything worked out. He won. Duke Hudson tried to cheat the entire match. Cameron Grimes rolled him up, pulled the trunks, and uh, beat him. And then they teased that Duke Hudson was going to knock him out and shave his head, even though he won. But Cameron Grimes uh, did the big kick, got the uh, Clippers, and shaved Duke Hudson. So this was good. Roderick Strong, Joe Gacy. I hate this Joe Gacy character. It's the worst. If it were my job, it's turn the show off heat with me. Not good heat. But he's a good worker. And Roderick Strong is great. And so they had a very good match. It went about eight minutes. And this stupid Joe Gacy character is just horrific. But I thought for sure that he's going to win. And then this was going to be like the NXT Inclusive Championship. They were going to do that gimmick. But instead, they're just going back and forth. Roderick does a flying knee, hits his move, wins. Totally out of nowhere. So Roderick Strong retains the title. Well, it wasn't exactly out of nowhere in that what's uh, whatever Powder's name is there is his bodyguard or whatever. Harland. He, Harland uh, threatened uh, Ivy Nile and picked her up, and he, of course, put her down. So that may lead towards, I would assume, something probably turning them against the people that he's been trying to support this whole time. So stupid. Then we had the main event, which was uh, fascinating. We had, you know, you always... They always talk about we want to get young guys over. We know we need more young people. Well, we had the uh, Team 2.0 guys against the uh, the uh, veterans. I won't call them the old guys, but the veterans. And uh, the veterans are the baby faces, and the new guys we want to get over are the heels. And uh, But it's weird because they put L.A. Knight on the babyface team because he's an old guy. 
and they put Braun Breaker on the heel team. So they did the man advantage thing right, but nobody wanted to boo Braun Breaker. And he's in there running wild, and they're cheering this guy. And the match was good. I would not call it great because it went 40 minutes, which was a good 10 minutes too long. It's like you do you do 20 minutes of the uh, you know the war games or whatever, and then it goes to the match beyond. It's like everyone should be half dead, and then you just boom, 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 go to the finish. No, the, the match beyond begins, and everyone just now it's all of a sudden fine. They square off, and then they start a new match, and they go 20 minutes. So it was way too long for me. But the finish was good, and that was Tommaso Ciampa was going for his finish, and he gets speared in mid-move by Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker hits him with the Goldberg press into the power slam and uh, pins him. So uh, the young guys won. Uh, Braun Breaker, who's obviously the biggest star of the NXT 2.0 crew, he pinned Tommaso Ciampa. So he's probably on his way to another championship match, which presumably he'll win. But uh, the match was good. I'm not going to take anything away. Everyone worked hard. It just did not need to be 40 minutes. I don't fault any of the workers here on this show. I fault whoever put these matches together in terms of trying to structure a competent match. Three of them, four of them actually, and one of them was my favorite match on the show, the Imperium Kyle O'Reilly Von Wagner match. And that one I can at least sort of understand because, yes, Imperium were pushed as the baby faces, but if Kyle's leaving, I don't think they want him massively cheered. And Von Wagner was going to turn. So, whatever. But the other yeah. three, no excuse. With the War Games matches, there's just so much superfluous garbage that's in them because of visuals that we need for production. And it takes away from it. Look, you got to have more spots because you can't have blood and you, you don't want to accent the violence, even though you're, you're supposed to be in War Games and the match beyond. So I, I accept that. But when there's so much, there's too many face-offs. There's too many variations of face-offs. There's just too much nonsense and it drags it out way way too much so i don't know there was a whole lot i didn't like about this one thing i can say too peacock i pay 4.99 because i already get it for free anyway with xfinity good lord the vignettes they played during them made me want to just quit the thing altogether. back in a moment with jonah here on wrestling observer live At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sumpervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by Jonah, the former Bronson Reed, Jonah Rock. Jonah, how are you doing here today? Doing very well. Thanks for having me. Man, am I excited to talk to you today. Do you know what I just watched, Jonah? What did you watch? I watched you kill poor Lucas Riley. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I watched I this match, now. and I thought to myself, who is a more horrible person? Is it Jonah, or is it Ghetto, or Rocky, or whoever put this match together? This poor guy, <laughs> holy smokes. It's 100% the promoter. They're the ones that put me in the ring with whoever, so it's up to them who they want to see die. Well, dude, this guy died. If you guys have not seen it, it's on the uh, <laughs> it's on the New Japan Strong Show that's on right now, njpwworld.com, and uh, yep. I... For my whole life, Jonah, have been a sucker for the giant dude versus the little skinny geek in a squash match. And when I saw you two in the ring, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be one for the ages. And uh, and it was a, a fabulous squash <laughs> match. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, I, I am a big fan of uh, when that happens as well. And I've had my hands on quite the few skinny geeks and uh if they get in my way again uh you'll see some more stuff like that well you are certainly making your presence felt in new japan strong uh you had a it feels like a different lifetime ago now in 2018 when new japan went to australia you had your chance to mix it up a little bit there against the bullet club but now you enter into new japan strong laid waste to juice robinson killed this man how does it feel to be involved in New Japan right now, and how does it feel to have your new freedom on the wrestling uh, landscape? It feels great. You know, um, as soon as I was able to wrestle somewhere else after my release, there was only really New Japan Pro Wrestling that I really had in the forefront of where I wanted to go. Um, and I was very happy that it all came together and I'm doing stuff with New Japan Strong. And when the world permits, I'll be over in Japan ready to kill some people over there as well. You know, I, I, uh, I'm not just saying this because you're on the air, but I talked about this <laughs> a while ago when, we, when it happened. But when, they, when that list of names came out that had been released from NXT, I was yeah. like, I was shocked. Like, of all names, your your release was, like, the biggest shock to me. And, you know, I was there in San Jose when you when you made your debut uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And then I watched the, the match on Strong here. And, like, in every single case, I was just, like, I was aghast. Like, what were you thinking getting rid of this guy? And, you know, I, I don't know what they think. I, I've been trying to figure it out for, like, 25 years. But I was I was very happy to see you to make that debut. And... As as someone who's working for New Japan, I mean, it seems like you would have the opportunity to do Impact and and uh, some other places as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. So um, I have an agreement with New Japan, but also 
it is non-exclusive. So that's what's enabled me to open up the door to Impact Wrestling as well. And I'm going to hopefully be doing more stuff with them. I made quite, you know, pun intended, the impact uh, when I attacked Josh Alexander. And I want to continue to do that wherever I go. You know, I think what you were saying, it was a very big head scratcher when I was let go. I, to the way I feel, I had not even peaked in my WWE career. Nowhere near it. So now I'm going to peak and put on these performances that people are going to remember elsewhere. It's not even not just, you know, not peaking yet, but like you had been there for a while and they kind of sort of did whatever for a while, but it was, it was like very underutilized. And then all of a sudden they decided that they were going to do something with you and they, they did. And then it was like immediately after they had started this, they released you. And that, that I think was the most shocking part to me. It wasn't like you had hit a peak and then gone down. It's like, ah, uh, it was no. like you had just gotten to to a rise towards where you could have been. Yeah, I think uh, I was such a big shock to so many people because, and this is this is not any ill will towards anyone else that has been released, but sometimes people do sh- sit on the shelf for a year or, or even longer and you don't see much of them. And you can almost justify not that i want anyone to lose money or lose their job you can justify it to a degree uh whereas with me i was always not held back but creative was always the thing that stopped me from getting on a roll and hunter was always actually in my corner and wanted me to be utilized and it was always creative uh, you know week after week we're trying to write you into this or write you into that and finally uh, when Hunter put his foot down, I started getting rolling. I became North American champion. And, yeah, it seemed like in an instant everything changed. And uh, the direction that I got from Hunter and Sean, that direction was completely out of the window and things have changed there now. And I guess they thought I didn't fit in. Well, obviously we don't want to stay too much on the topic of, of WWE and NXT, but <laughs> yeah. you talked about Hunter being in your corner. A lot of people just think he's got a little – you know, wand and he just waves it everywhere and things have gone every, you know, his way up until, you know, this NXT 2.0 thing has happened here. But what are some of the headaches that he would try to run into as he was trying to get creative for you? And and what were some of the headaches down there that you had to deal with that maybe we don't know about? I think it it comes down to um, there's a, a lot going on. You know what I mean? You have writers trying to write different people into different spots um and then at the same time with a place like that you always have new talent coming in some people swap out things exchange some people go to raw some people go to smackdown so there's always something happening and it seemed like week to week not that i was forgotten about but it was always like oh next week next week almost where like they wanted to keep me strong so they didn't want me to to look like i was just an you know one of the other run-of-the-mill guys there um, but they could have obviously got on the ball quicker. And I know that from speaking with Hunter, he was frustrated that the riders didn't do that. But you have riders, you then have Hunter and Sean to go through. You then have your match producers. It's, it's a lot of uh, chefs in the kitchen, I guess. Let me ask you, is it like a Saturday Night Live type of comedian sort of thing where you, would it be in your favor to curry a favor with a writer or to, is that something that, happens there or something that maybe you didn't do that maybe could have helped you along maybe to get more creative uh flowing and get ideas for you 
Yeah, I feel like uh, when I first was there, it was a different head rider. He then uh, then ended up leaving, and when the new team sort of came forward, that's when I was more utilized. I feel like some people buddy up to riders or, or stuff like that. And, it, of course, you want to be close to these people because you're working with them creatively, and uh, the type of performer that I am, I always want to put in my input. I can't just copy and cut and paste what I do. I like to be creative. Um, so it does pay in people's best interest to, to get on with these people, but I found things started working best for me once myself and Hunter and I had a great relationship with Sean as well. Once I was on board with those guys, like that, that was where things took off. So prior to going to WWE, I mean, you worked all over the place for, for yeah. over a decade and yep. never in New Japan. And uh, then no. after being released, like the first thing you do is you work for New Japan. So what what prevented you from uh, going to New Japan prior? What changed after your your release? Was there was there anything? And how long have you been a fan, like regularly watching their shows? Yeah, I, I've been a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, since I was a teenager. Probably around 13 years mm -hmm. old was the first time I saw New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it was Jushin Liger, and, and uh, that made me a fan instantly. Um, but I was also a huge fan of a company called Pro Wrestling Noah, and that's sort of where I, I uh, got my first taste of Japanese wrestling as an actual pro wrestler. So I wrestled in Australia for maybe five or six years before I actually got a contract with Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, and I worked with them in 2013, 14, and 15. So I had my – I'm a very loyal uh, pro wrestler. So where I am, I'm very loyal to that company. Same as I just was with NXT. I was with Nora as well. I didn't want to – I obviously would love to work with New Japan, but I wanted to keep my interest there. Then, obviously, time goes on. I get signed to WWE. Uh, I now get released from WWE, and I feel like it's the right time for me – as the top dog to go into New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, you worked, uh, I, I don't want to say exclusively in Australia, although maybe it was, but you were you were mostly in Australia for the first five or six years of your career. And, That's correct. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to be a regular in any of the major promotions if you're living in <laughs> Australia. So yeah, very when, much. When you first started, I mean, was it always your goal to be a full-time pro wrestler? Or for the first few years, was it kind of, well, you know, this is fun, but I like my job or whatever. How would you classify your first few years? Uh, my goal was always to be a full-time pro wrestler. There was nothing else I ever wanted to do in life. You know, since since I was a little kid, my earliest memories of life are actually watching WrestleMania. So I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler. And uh, when I first started in Australia 2007, the scene wasn't something that you could make a living off of you could get paid here and there but you're never going to make a living so i wanted to try and do that and i saw japan as the best avenue because it's probably the closest um, no one was really going to fly australian wrestlers from one side of the world all the way to america to to you know have one shot or a couple of shots a weekend it just wasn't viable for people and i understood that so that's how I got my contracts in Japan. I started working from there. And then years later, I actually did have promoters in PWG that would fly me all the way from Australia mm -hmm. to L.A. What was that first WrestleMania that you remember? Just out of curiosity. You're a young man, so I need to hear this. <laughs> I am a young man, but it was WrestleMania 2. Uh, Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy in the cage. For some reason, as a kid, like I used to 
have all these tapes because my uncle was a huge wrestling fan, so he would borrow tapes from the okay. Blockbuster. Because you weren't born yet I, when that match happened. Them. That that happened before you were on the Earth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it did. But that's my earliest memories of sticking that tape in, and I don't know if it was the blue cage or, or something about maybe Hogan's ribs being taped up, but I I remember that vividly. Well, man, if you if you think about that match, I mean that that your whole career has been has been Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy. Yeah, <laughs> it has to a degree. Yeah, uh, I, I like to think that I am in the same vein of the King Kong Bundy or Bam Bam Bigelow. So, so when did you first start getting tapes of of non WWE programming? I mean, were you a WWE guy up until mid nineties, or when did you discover there was other stuff out there? Yeah, I was a huge um, WWE guy until I want to say around 97 is when I first discovered WCW. As, as a kid, I would have only been like nine years old. But then I was a big WCW and WWE fan. Uh, up until I was 13 was the first time my friend showed me a clip. I don't remember what website or where it came from, but it was a highlight video of one of the first Ring of Honor shows. And mm. I remember seeing that and being like, what is this? <laughs> And from there, we found clips of then Japanese wrestling stuff like uh, Jushin Liger, um, FMW, Hayabusa, and one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Kenta Kabashi. And that completely changed the way that I viewed professional wrestling, and I became a huge wrestling nerd throughout my teenage years. Well, stand by. We're going to head to a break. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Back in the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Jonah is joining us here. If you want to see Jonah kill somebody, well, this oh, coming yeah. Thursday at the Vermont Hollywood. Tickets still available. New Japan Strong presents Nemesis. That's coming up on Thursday. All of the information, I'm actually going to retweet it right now. You can check out at Brian Alvarez. 
Or, of course, uh, we'll get some plugs in here for, for Jonah, all of his social media as well. Yeah, you can follow me uh, at Jonah is here on Twitter and Instagram, the best places to find everything that is Jonah, and you'll be able to find stuff like merchandise and stuff on there as well. So hopefully at some point down the road, we'll uh, be able to check you out here and uh, hopefully someday actually in Japan once this place opens up again. Not sure when that's going to be, but at some point. That's what I want. I want to be the future champion in New Japan. I want to be in the same vein as the 300-pound-plus guys like Vader, Scott Norton, and Bob Sapp. I'm I'm going down that line. I'm that modern-day beast. Very quickly, what do you think about a G1? Ah, I'd love to do it. That's something that's on my bucket list, and hopefully I get that ticked off in 2022. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today, and best of luck with everything. As noted, the uh, show's coming up on Thursday. You can also check out New Japan Strong on njpwworld.com. All of the New Japan shows go up there. they got tons of archives. If you want to see the match we were talking about earlier, NJPW Strong, uh, or New Japan Strong on njpwworld.com, so check it out. And, Jonah, thanks so much, and hopefully talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. And we're out of time, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.